Jack Daniels? Sorry, no, I've run out. Anyway, you know how I feel about that Lynchborg moonshine. I only have Scottish whiskey, the real whiskey. Well, as I've told you many times before, your stubborn Russian prejudices, sir, are causing you to miss out on some fine liquor. Hmm, be that as it may. I only carry whiskey of the original kind. Now, do you want a drink? Well, I suppose so. I'll have the Tully Barden on the rocks. Obscure and expensive. Like my personality. Now, you offered me a drink, or ain't you? <laughs> Hold on to your hat, cowboy. Don't get your chaps in a flap. So, Slim, tell me, how are your investigations going into the hunter-killers of poor Dr. Ellington and our two detectives? Well, I'm glad you asked, because that's a very interesting case. Poor Dr. Ellington was obviously killed by a professional. The site has been cleared after the dastardly act. A random revenge killer would probably not do that. This was clinical. We obviously looked at the fingerprints. <laughs> that was a dead end. We did DNA and that was a dead end too. The only thing of any note was when we were looking at the hair for toxicology in case of uh, drug use, etc. We found that some hair had been trimmed. What, you mean cut? Yeah, and cut professionally. I had Maurice look at the images, and the lines were clean. Perhaps she's been to the hairdressers just prior to the event. No, I looked at her roster. No time off at all in the previous week. Maurice said that it was strange. Only half the head had been groomed and cut. Cut by what? A knife? Oh, no. This was a clean cut by hairdresser's scissors. They were sharp, too. The cuts were fresh and clean. You mean the killer stopped and tidied up the hair? Well, that's about it. Weird, ain't it? Yes, but it's a pattern, and that makes the killer vulnerable. Do we have a sample of the cut hair? Oh, yes, of course. Well, I think you need to get it over to Pinky. What, you mean that creep we uh, blackmailed with those photos? Yes, that creep. He just happens to run one of the best labs in the Bencubbin, and he has an electron microscope with a spectrometer. Well, okay, if you say so. I always feel dirty about meeting him. It's, uh, well, like gutting a rotten fish. Well, you did whip him into shape last time, so perhaps it's good to remind him that we are watching. Sure. I think we should engage said detectives to assist in the case. Not in a frontline capacity, but I have a general inquiry task. 
Ghost might be useful, too, for surveillance duties. Whatever you think, Slim. We need to get to the killer or killers before they get to us. Ghost is getting a little stuck behind the bar. A change will be good for her. This hunter-killer team represents a general existential risk to our operations. So you do whatever it takes to neutralize them. Okay. If I hire a hotel room with the line of sight to the police uh, HQ, sit up cameras, might be a couple of days or perhaps a week. Yes, but don't go batshit crazy on the big spending. And if you're going to drink, take the booze along with you. Don't raid the minibar. Have you seen the prices? Oh, low key, okay? And clear large items with me. Okay, look, don't worry. I used to work for the government. They were even tighter than you. I'll go and appraise Maurice of the hair situation and tee him up for possible interpretation of any results. <laughs> Going into the drag DMZ? Slim, you be careful. Girls. Hello? Anyone home? Hello? Jesus, Slim. Man up. What are you, a, a man or a mouse? <sighs> Come on, easy does it. They're just a bunch of old drag queens, not desert snakes. Uh, hello, girls. I'm coming in. Phew. The coast is clear. No one home. Maurice, hello. You there? Shit, that's blown it. Now, where would he be? Oh, cowboy man. The one with the chaps. What are you doing sneaking around girls' changing room? Where are you looking for me? Uh, uh, now, Miss Candy, I, I was looking for Maurice. You sure about that? I didn't know you liked to swing both ways. I thought you were pure, solid, beefy hetero. I did hear some rumor that you were married to old Marie's, so perhaps you're not so hetero after all. Oh, you smell so good, so manly. You sure you weren't sniffing around these leather clothes looking for me? I didn't take you for the pervy kind. But you never know nowadays. Uh, Quite sure I was not sniffing around. The only leather that touches me, young lady, is a saddle. Now, where is Maurice? Well, what about those lovely chaps you wore last time? Just for me. They wear leather, and they're not a saddle. The, I, I had just come back from riding. That's what they all say. You need to learn some manners, young lady. You have sewage mouth. So a rage, Mouth. How dare you? Rita, Rita, come quickly. I found a man sniffing around your knickers. <gasps> a knicker, purr? Where? Let me at him. Candy, he is not one of those orientals. I thought that party had gone last week. Stand aside. I want to see his pervy little face. Let me at him. Oh! Cowboy man, is that you? So you came back to rescue me? Girl, this ain't no rescue situation. It's just normal operations. 
Strangers are always in your knickers. You putty mouth bitch, my knickers are like a temple. They are sacrosanct. Unlike yours, which are always falling down. They're like an elevator. Up, then down, up, then down. <laughs> girls, girls, please. I'm not interested in your knickers, up or down. What's the matter with my knickers? They ain't good enough for you. You're not a homophobe, are you? No, you're misconstruing my words. Nothing, nothing is the matter with your knickers. Look, girls, if you don't back off, I will be forced to get physical. With my whip. I don't want to hurt you. Oh, a whip. Now, this is getting exciting. Oh, some whip-de-dip-de-doo action. Oh, whip me first, cowboy man. Whip me good. I'm a naughty girl. I always need a good whipping. Oh, oh sweet Jesus, help me. Slim, what are you doing in the girls' changing rooms? Oh, thank God, Maurice. In the nick of time. I was looking for you, believe it or not. Girls, back off. Leave the man alone. Slim, come through to my office. Candy, I'm going to speak to you after I finish with Slim. Don't go anywhere. Your mouth is a real problem. Speak all you want. I saw him first. You always steal my man. That's a ballsy move, Slim. They nearly got you cornered. I was starting to get a sweat in the back of my neck. You know, I think I'd rather face the Medusa herself than those two. I thought you might fare a little better. I've heard that you had a colourful past as a government cleaner. I did, but this situation doesn't need a cleaner, as much as a vermin eradication squad or a nuclear radiation decontamination outfit. Well, that's about right, my friend. My advice is never come in alone or unarmed. I recommend phases set to kill, not stun. I was thinking of a gun with a couple of silver bullets or two wooden stakes. Yes, that might be effective. <laughs> so, how can I help? I trust you really weren't looking for knickers? Never. Well, there was one occasion, but, but I don't want to speak about that. It's this Ellington case. Several aspects of the killings are very unusual, as you know. I'm following up on your comment on the haircutting aspects. It's goddamn strange. I think the killers may operate as a team rather than a single person. Perhaps one on the nail side and the other on the hair side. I'm thinking there's not enough time for a single person to do both. So as you identify the main clues, I just wanted to keep you in the loop. I'm taking the hair sample across to Pinky to get some electron micrographs and some spectroscopic analytics. Oh, that little creep Pinky. I suppose he does have his uses. Oh? Yes, I buy some hair products through his lab. I get a discount. I always have to wash my hands after dealing with him. Yeah, I have the same issues. So, thanks for letting me know, Slim. Appreciate that. It does sound interesting. When will these results be available? Well, tomorrow, I believe. OK, I'll be around. Call through. I'll meet you in the small bar next time. It's easier for everyone. I'll have to go and calm them down now. You really shouldn't have mentioned the whip. Oh, hi, Slim. How are you going? You don't 
don't often see you about these parts. Well, young lady, I wish I could see your lovely smiling face more often. I've come here seeking those two detectives. Are they in? Ugh, bad timing, Slim. They just stepped out for milk. Really? Has some poor cow gone missing? Oh no, you silly. No, of course not. We just ran out and they went to the shop. We need some for the coffee. That pot gets used all the time. They call it detective juice. I think they also wanted some fresh air and to stretch their legs. Fresh air in a space habitat. It's an interesting concept. Yeah, well, I think they're like caged animals, really. They just need to be let out occasionally. To be honest, we're all getting a little bored around here. Not much business at the moment. Well, I bring some good news then. Because I have a good, solid case. Ooh, how exciting. Does it involve cattle rustling and gold miners and that sort of thing? I've seen those old cowboy movies, riding animals across the plains. You mean horses? Yes, those poor animals. They look so exhausted running around all the time. Well, they don't run all the time. In fact, only very occasionally. It's just that in the movies, they do that to make it more exciting. Most of the time, they just move slowly, eating grass. How strange. Well, I have one. Really? What, in New London? How would it fly in a spaceship? I don't think they'd like zero Gs. It was brought here as an embryo and then birthed. Where do you keep it? Under the inn? (laughs) No, of course not. It's in the Dirksen on a farm. It chomps its way through green grass and has a luxury life. Oh, can I meet it? How smart are they? Oh, very smart. And if he likes you, he might just let you sit on his back. Wow. Oh, I want to go so bad. Well, consider it done, young lady. As soon as this case is over. Slim, you were born in the wrong era. You should have been a movie star. (laughs) Yeah, I know. I get real nostalgic sometimes. I was definitely born 150 years too late. You know they say a cowboy's hands are as strong as steel and as tough as leather, but soft enough to touch a hummingbird's wing and the skin of a woman and not disturb the beauty of either. Well, that's just what you need to master the horse. Oh, how romantic. I think I'm getting teary. Well there, young lady, don't get too emotional on me, because this is the new Wild West. I'm right where I need to be. So thinking about things, I suppose I'm forming a posse of sorts. I am hunting the hairdresser's killers. We call them the cutter and the manicurist. Wanted, dead, or alive. I can see the poster. Oh, it's so exciting. I can't wait. Will there be a reward? Wait, did you say hairdresser killers? You're kidding, right? I most certainly am not, young lady. You be careful, too, because I think they are closing in on the kill. Problem is, we don't know what they look like. We think they are female from the hospital, a receptionist. But they may be masters of disguise. We really have no idea. Oh. Well, who do you think they're hunting? Oh, that's the easy part. It's none other than our two detectives here. Oh. Should we lock down the agency? Well, that might be the case. That's why you have to be real careful. 
Well, I think you should wait a second then. I've just datavised and they're heading back to the ranch as fast as their horses can carry them. <laughs> oh, I'm going all western on you. Well, that's a mighty good thing, young lady. Well, help yourself to the coffee over yonder on the homestead stove. <laughs> well, thanking you. It's not cowboy coffee, is it? That'll rot your gut. Oh, no, it's real. From Colombia. Oh, thank goodness. Well, then, I might just partake. So, word about town is that you and Miss Sharrow are good friends. Possibly sharing a hitching post. <laughs> That's one word for it. Well, I'm pleased for both of you. She's a mighty fine young lady with a good heart. Even if it is over a hundred. <coughs> now, where is that molasses for my coffee? Oh, it should be by the pot. Oh, it's not there. It's that Miss Lucy Angel again. She always leaves it in the wrong place and never follows the rules. She is so naughty. Yep. She's a wild calamity Jane for sure. Kind of good with the gun, though. Mighty useful skill at times. <laughs> you don't know half of it. Oh, look. Here they are. Well, good morning to you, ladies. Well, hello, Slim. So, to what do we owe the pleasure? I have a case of evil killers on the loose, and I'm needing of your fine expertise. We really don't know much about horse rustling, Slim. <laughs> you are such a wag, Miss Angel. All oh, this case is not about horses. It's about the hunters and the hunted. There are two evil, cold-blooded killers on the loose. These killers have no soul and would not hesitate to string up a child and cut their hearts out. In fact, they killed poor Dr. Ellington. I think I see where this is going. Yeah. And these two evil monsters are hunting for you. Oh? Yep. I'm not kidding. We think they may be closing in. They have some unconventional methods. We call them the cutter and the manicurist. <laughs> oh, that's precious. <laughs> the pedicure killers. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. The cuticle kids want a dead or unkempt. <laughs> Well, I have to say, it sounds interesting. Slim, you got a coffee? Yep, I have indeed, thank you. Miss Sophie here was good enough to offer. So, as I was saying, these hunter killers are no joke. They are smart professionals and use hairdressing as a cover. Think about it. What better way to blend in? Move like a snake through the long grass. Oh, now you're scaring me. As well I might, Miss Sharrow. As well I might. Now, I know what you're thinking. Hairdressers don't normally work in uh, <coughs> my former business. However, I was getting to thinking about it. It's actually a really good disguise. Everyone talks to the hairdresser. It's local and very personal. Jeez. It makes a kind of twisted sense. When you're in the chair, you're uniquely vulnerable. Folks open up, say stuff they wouldn't normally in other situations. Yep, that's exactly what I was thinking. Yes, but most folks have a long-term relationship with their hairdresser. 
You know your barber, right? Well, yes, indeed I do. I need to trust a man with a razor close to my throat. Yeah, absolutely. So then, how would a stranger rock up quickly, infiltrate, cut someone's hair, and then their throat? It doesn't make sense. What about all the other salon stuff? That I don't know, Miss Angel. But then, that's exactly why I'm hiring you to find out. Well, yeah, but wouldn't we as the potential targets possibly queer the investigation? Well, I thought about that, and I don't think so. At this stage, it's more of a surveillance and intelligence gathering operation. The killers might recognize you, but not if you're in the background. Once we find the target, we will organize another eradication team to go in and mop up the floors. I don't know, Slim. It sounds risky. What do you think, Alex? Should we do it? Well, the way I see it, it's better to be on the hunt than be the hunted. If they're closing in, sitting here on our asses just makes us an easier target. If we're operational, we're moving around, we'll be with other people, so it's potentially safer. Makes sense to me. Yeah, there is that. Okay, Slim, we'll take it on. It's a paid gig, I assume. Yep, standard rates, plus expenses. Okay, so where do we start? Well, I'm about to retrieve the results from the samples of the crime scene of Dr. Ellington. Gander has got that queasy fella Pinky examining some very interesting hair samples to see if we can find some evidence. I'll fill you in on the details on the way there. I'm also about to start a surveillance of Police HQ uptown to see if anyone goes in or out. It's a long shot, but it's the only idea I have at present. I think they may have the covert blessing of the local cops. If you think the killers are hairdressers, perhaps you could check out the local Ben Cuppin salons to see if any new staff have joined. Zed needs a haircut, And I love having my nails done. Perhaps we could check out a couple. Well, that's a good idea, Sophie. But don't you be putting yourself in any danger. Just hold off for the time being. Slim, I have a virtual black belt in jiu-jitsu. Yeah, but these operatives are very professional. I think they sneak up. I don't think the jiu-jitsu will protect you. Perhaps Maurice could get the drag queens out and about. They are men after all. They have a lot of physical strength. Perhaps they could do the field work. Would they pass as women? Well, maybe they could be toned down? Sophie, it's an idea. But let's just park that for the time being. We need to get the investigation set up and do some more data gathering before affirmative action. Sophie, can you work with Zed and set up a virtual space for this case? Let's call it Operation Haircut. Get the details of all the local salons in the Ben Cubbin and try and correlate their stuff with, say, tax records, that sort of thing. Okay. It's going to be a bit tricky because quite a few hairdressers only work concessions and are part-time. Yep. But you're smart, so you'll figure it out. Besides, Zed will love looking at all those pictures of young lady hairdressers. (laughs) Oh, yeah, I never thought of that. Tell me why I'm here again, Slim. This guy gives me the creeps. I really just want to clock him. Yeah, Pinky should be put down for sure. There's something wrong with his head. But unfortunately, we need him and his lab. 
I just want to make sure he doesn't pull any fast ones and remind him who is in charge around these parts. Okay, then. Let's just make sure we don't need him that often. I really don't like the smell of his lab. Triggers some unpleasant memories. Agreed. Too many hours staring down a microscope. He is, however, a shill for Gander, so I guess we put up with him. Need I remind you that we depend very heavily on his lab for our forensic work? He has our only and best lead evidence. All the other stuff <coughs> dead ends. You sure you don't mean split ends? Oh, ho, ho, very funny. Well, at the moment, we're hunting a needle in a haystack. Unless you have a huge brainwave, how the hell are we going to find a hairdresser in New London? Yeah, well, as soon as we have the funds, I want to start doing some of our own analysis. Do you have any idea how much an electron microscope costs? Well, I don't care. This guy gives me the creeps. people who are paying you good money? Yes, well, look lively, don't stand around. I don't want people hovering by my back door. Come in quickly, stand over there. Don't touch anything. Oh, it's you. Hello, Pinky. Long time no see. How are those whip marks on your legs? Uh, painful but healing. Sorry, Mr. Winchell, for my impolite remarks. Please, don't whip me again. Well, I don't propose to do any more training at the moment, but I hope you have come up with something useful to assist us. In future, I ask that you treat my colleagues here as, as if they were me. Any rudeness will be reported, and I don't want to have to clean up my whip again. Ah, uh, yes, of course. Yes, yes, Mr. Winchell. Good. So, what have you discovered? I may have something, but uh, I'm not sure how it will assist. Please let us be the judge of that. Well, uh, those hair samples definitely had been cut by hairdresser's scissors. I did some experiments, like uh, the end of the hairs. They were cut. I took some electron micrographs, comparing my cuts with those of the evidence. Then I found something very interesting. Well... Will I have to whip it out of you? Oh, no, no, no. That is definitely not required, Mr. Winchell. That's a darn shame. So, Mr. Winchell, I noticed that the cut end had traces of other hair particles from the scissors. They'd obviously just been used and not sterilized. This other hair was dyed. I ran a spectrographic analysis of the dye and then tried to match the composition against known brands of professional hair products. I came up with a match. I think more comprehensive analysis might be useful. Well done, Pinky. I am actually impressed. What do you think, Miss May? Is that information going to further the investigation? It'll be helpful, Slim, but it's going to be difficult to narrow down the selection. There are so many products going to thousands of salons. Well, Miss Sharrow, I'm sorry I can't help you there. Oh, uh, no offence, Mr. Winchell. My job is to do the analysis of the supplied material. 
I believe it is your job to do the detective work. Slim, will it be bad if I just inflict a little pain? Just for the pleasure? Well, I wouldn't recommend it. It's like squashing a cockroach. It just makes the soles of your boots dirty. I had to clean my whip last time. He also has a horrible little girl scream. I think it's better if we just move on. Well, that's no way to thank a friend, is it? You ain't no friend, Pinky. Let's get that clear. Here's your credits. Good day to you, sir. Whipping? How the hell do you think that gander got that bastard to cooperate with us in the first place? It's not just the photos. I intercepted him coming out of one of Momo's places. He needed several days of training. It was a dirty job, but necessary. Besides, the girls were complaining, so I kindly asked that he went elsewhere. Did it work? Well, we never saw him again, so I suppose so. He's probably visiting one of Marco's establishments. I'm starting to get a new appreciation for your training skills, Slim. Why, thank you kindly, young lady. I've broken a few men in my time. I'll bet. Well, what do we do now? I'm honestly not sure, Slim. I think I need to visit Maurice. He might be able to identify the brand of hair product from the list of ingredients. He has quite a collection of bottles and creams and all that girly shit. Uh, could I ask a favor? Of course. Could you accompany me to his office? Those drag queens scare the living bejesus out of me. <laughs> so you are telling me that the big bad whip killer Slim is scared of two gnarly queens? Well, they're meaner than rattlesnakes. And trickier, too. I tried the whip, but they just locked it. I could have told you that, Slim. <laughs> oh, this is classic. Well, you weren't there. I sure wasn't. I avoid that viper's nest at all costs. Okay, I am really going to enjoy this one. Thanking you kindly, ma'am. Slim, you're safe with me. I'm like kryptonite to those bitches. I even have a special snarl. They just shut up immediately when they see me. Well, they say never corner something meaner than you. Perhaps that might be the case in this situation. Let's hope it counteracts this cowboy's charm. Otherwise, we're in trouble. Well, whilst you Jillaroos have fun, I'm going back to the office to get some work done. I think we need to start doing some data analysis in the virtual reality. Can you flick me a copy of those ingredients from Pinky? I can get Zed and Sophie to analyze them against popular brands for any correlations. This episode was produced by Melanie Blizzard and written by Melanie Blizzard. The voices you have heard were Adney Ekendeo playing Sophie, Barry Howarth playing Maurice, Chan Wei Sin playing Candy, Helen Ekendeo playing Alex and Rita, Robert Gettens playing Slim. Stephen Cameron playing Pinky. Vivian Braybrook playing Gander and Sharo.
Angel and May is produced by a not-for-profit actors group. Any funds contributed via Patreon will be 100% allocated to future products. Mm-hmm.